Cyrus Neshvad is a Luxembourg film director, and he has directed several short films, including The Orchid, Antoine, Sun, and Portraitist, to name a few. Now, collectively, these films have officially been selected in over 300 festivals, and over 30 of them Oscar qualifying. And The Portraitist qualified for the Oscars in 2020 and won 55 awards. Currently, Cyrus Neshvad is developing his first feature film, the Shelter, supported by the Film Fund Luxembourg. But we are here today to talk about his very moving and emotionally engaging the Oscar-nominated short film, The Red Suitcase. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Oscar-nominated film director Cyrus Neshvad to the show. Welcome. Hello, how are you? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you for uh, being nominated for an Academy Award for the Red Suitcase. How does that feel? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it's emotional because uh, it's not just uh, that it makes me happy to be uh, nominated. It makes me happy that uh, there is more visi visibility about uh, what's really happening uh, in Iran. And so it, gives me the, it makes me proud that uh, it's talked about now. Yeah, I, I love the subject matter of the red suitcase. So, what was the inspiration behind the film? Basically, two years ago, uh, I was uh, chatting with my mother, and then uh, she was connected with Iran, and so she just told me that uh, women here and there, when they express too much their opinion on here and there, they're disappearing. So uh, it. I said, wow, uh, it was terrifying at the moment. But uh, so a few days later, I decided uh, that somebody should talk about it because, you know, it was not known like today. And so as uh, it was younger people who were expressing that, I decided to have a, a young girl uh, with a hijab. And uh, yeah, organically, we decided to put her in this situation of airport because airport is a place where you travel, we go holidays and so on, and actually she's trapped. So this was organically matched good together, and from there uh, we began to write a Polish script. Well, why did you choose the subject of an arranged marriages? Uh, there are a lot of topics, you know, in Iran. Uh, if this hijab is uh, on the woman, it means um, that the woman is not allowed to do anything with the consent of the husband. Uh, that the woman has no rights, that the mo uh, woman is in the dominance of the man, that the man ha can have few wives, and so on. And so what was interesting in this, uh, this topic, it's just not the arranged marriage, but it's also that the father dominant man gives his daughter to a dominant man who is also Iranian. So this was mattering me, that it's a domination of man of a, of a, of a near a child. Uh, so there are transactions between them. So it's more this, the domination of the man on the girl, who was, for me, very interesting. Well, you know, I was noticing that in the film, uh, when the, the, the so-called future husband was on the phone talking to the young girl's father, uh, in, and explain to all of us, in, in Iran, is money exchanged between father to future husband to pass the daughter over? Yeah, it's uh, some kind of gift. We call it a gift. So the future husband said, I give you this as a gift, you know. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's happening. I mean, <laughs> but, 
But what was very interesting that this amount in uh, abroad has no uh, value because she was exchanging this money and we see that the value is not a lot. So it shows also that Iran is a country where the value is down. It's like a body where there is a virus in it, you know, so nothing is uh, worthful anymore. Well, how has your film been received by the Iranian community? Yeah, the Iranian community uh, here abroad, uh, they were, uh, yeah, they, they thought it was a visionary that uh, somebody is uh, pointing this out and, uh, and today it's happening, you know. And uh, the people from Iran, I mean, uh, it's dangerous to send them and they will watch and they will have problems. So I cannot tell you that uh, how they will react. But for now, I will not uh, be happy if my family in Iran, because I have family in Iran, and that uh, sending them a link to watch the movie. So if it's intercepted, what will happen to them? You know, just mm -hmm. just to tell you that uh, it's 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 quite risky even here because the main actor, or the father who's playing the, the the not the father, the future husband, it's uh, Iranian, and uh, we had a Q and A. He was invited, and at the last moment he said, "Look, I cannot because it is what I will say." We circulated perhaps a lifetime on internet and I have family in Iran, I have this, I have that. For me, it's uh, dangerous. So he declined to come. And uh, so we did a Q&A with the scriptwriter and the girl. So, but uh, it's, it's there, it's a danger there. But yeah. Now for you, uh, you were born in Iran. How did, how were you able to leave? So uh, yeah, the, just before the revolution, uh, my parents felt that we have to leave. So they took a ticket for the plane and we came with a taxi to leave. And when we came to the, in front of the airport, we saw it was closed. <laughs> so we went to, uh, I mean, they told me later, but it was very small. My, fa my parents, my father said, yeah. And we went to see a, uh, some kind of policeman that he was frightened. He saw in his eyes that this guy was frightened. So I said, where is the plane? He said, nothing is there anymore. It's nothing working anymore. So we were there running here and there and so on. And I, they told me also later that there was buses organized and all the bus left Iran. And the last bus which was leaving, we jumped inside and we could leave with the last bus. And when we passed the border, they closed the borders. When the borders were closed and bombs were falling. And I remember I was very small when we were driving and we saw the bombs falling. I said, wow, it's so beautiful fireworks. I didn't know now it's war. I just was thinking, wow, these fireworks are really beautiful. Well, was this the revolution in 1979 yeah, for the, exactly. the overthrow of the Shah of Iran? Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you, if this border would have shut down, we would have been killed. <laughs> so th sometimes things are really, you know, happening with... So, what uh, was, so I know you were a, a small child at that time. What was life like in Iran before the revolution? compared to what life is right now? I think that we had a total normal life because I remember a hijab, headscarf, I never knew this. Uh, we were growing up, my mother was in skirt. Uh, I, was, I remember I was in school very, very small. And uh, yeah, it was, I, I, we didn't have all this. During the Shah, we were just like European countries. And actually the Shah was building everything up and the, the country was also very rich. Uh, everything for us was nice. I mean, it was no difference with uh, Europe. 
And it's so funny, with the blink of an eye, everything changed. And basically set the country back a thousand years. Exactly. It's, as I said, we had a country which was healthy, beautiful, everything, and it got a virus, you know, and the virus growing and, uh, and making disability about this country. And now we need the antidote, you know, to put and to put the virus down. And when the virus is gone, we will have a very, very beautiful country that I, I'm sure about that. So how and that's what the young generation in Iran are doing. All this young generation, they are on the streets because they want to kill this virus. So what they are doing, they're just walking. And while they are walking, they are being killed. And I really so happy about this young generation between 20 and 30 or something like this. They are not scared. They don't accept that future. They say, if this is the future, then better die. But the older generation, they're a bit scared. They say, look, uh, I have a house. <laughs> I have my TV. I have my car. <laughs> you know, why I should go? I, I completely, that I understand. Even here in America, there the, the comfort zone is is too big. It's, it's very deep. People are set in their ways. Uh, they don't have the ability to rise up. And I think even our own... Our own government sees that and is starting to take advantage of that. But I know that around the world, a lot of people are seeing the uprising of the young people in Iran. And yes, they are the ones that want to bring that positive change back to what it was prior to 1979. And do you think your film will have an impact maybe not those in Iran, but those outside the country to see the different customs that go on, uh, basically maybe um, taking, you know, where women in Iran don't have rights and, and they want to be just as free as those in Europe and, and those in America. Yeah. You, you should just know when I wrote this script, it was back then, 2020. So uh, this, all this was not so actuality. And that time I said, I want to do something at least, even if it's a short movie. So during the time, the process of finishing the movie, somehow the actuality also changed and it came uh, connect to the actuality I was giving. So somehow I have the feeling that people know already now. And if I had to do the movie today, I would have probably preferred to do another movie, you know, because everything is known now. But uh, now the movie is here and any small help it can do because the help is doing now because I can talk about it. The more visibility this movie gets, the better it is, the, the, the more help it can bring now. So that's the good point of, of, about it. The oh, visibility. Ab absolutely. And you know, uh, Cyrus, when I was watching the film, and ladies and gentlemen, this film is called The Red Suitcase, and it, it is a must-see film. And as I was following along with the story of the, of the young girl at the airport, and to see all that, uh, all her emotions, to, to see the fear, to see the unknown in her eyes and, and not wanting to be a part of this arranged marriage. I can sense that even the location, even though it was a European airport, I can see the same fear and emotion in a young Iranian girl as if she's in Iran trying to escape to a better life. It's just that the location is different. And 
but it's a beautiful film and a very, very powerful message to the rest of the world. I mean, it had me cheering on this young teenage girl to make it out of that airport by herself. And, and I think really the only thing that got to me was, is that, uh, she lost her suitcase. And what is there, was there a meaning behind all of that? Yeah. So the beginning of, um, of the movie, I wanted that uh, the suitcase, what is inside should be her heart. So that's why I choose uh, the red color because I wanted that we express her heart. So when I was directing uh, the girl, I was always telling that whenever you can, you have to keep it like this, that it should be your heart, that you feel that it's your heart. So uh, most of the time she was also putting like this. And when you install this red and this heart, so at the end when the, the guy is taking this, it's, you know, uh, ripping uh, the heart out. And just once more, technical details, I'd never want to talk about this because it's, for the, it's not bringing the audience. But when the moment when the luggage is taken away and she's in the front, she's in front and the luggage is the back. For me to show that it's really connected, it should not be unsharp somewhere. You know, I wanted a long focal, but no unsharpness. So we had to put the split the tree to put the sharp on both sides. So I could put my camera here the background is sharp, the front line is sharp. So it makes that the, this heart of the girl is more connected. So if the background was not unsharp, it would not give the same uh, power for me in this shot. So I put the split, split the up three. I, I completely agree with that. Now, how was, um, how did you, what process did you go to cast this young girl? Yeah, so I was searching in Luxembourg and uh, yeah, I was not uh, so happy. Um, some people were speaking Persian, but the playing was, you know, not what I really searched. So I decided to go abroad and uh, I found a casting director in France. And there actually we got 15 girls to see. And uh, I found on Nawal, Evad, and uh, actually beginning we talk a bit, she was Maghrebian, you know, and she had this descendants of this family uh, traditions and so on and she loved art and so on already what she was was interesting I said okay it can be interesting but perhaps she will play bad and then I put her in this moment she has to take this uh, hijab up and when she did this and she had this fear in her eyes because of her background and I had the feeling she was not playing the role actually she was living this girl's moment and I said it's good it's you and then the rest was just rehearsal and work. But and the casting, it was this what changed my mind. You know, you bring up a very uh, powerful moment in your film where she does take the hijab off. And as I'm sitting there watching the film and the moment she took it off, and, and you bring up a very good point because my thought was, does she know what freedom feels like? And, but for that moment, I would understand the fear, the uncertainty. And, and you've probably talked to a lot of uh, teenage girls or young women who have been able to leave, maybe some who have been able to leave Iran. And what was, what is that actual moment like to take that hijab off 
and look around and see that you are part of the society that you that you are to live i mean is it is it a cross between freedom and fear at the same time so uh, first of all the act, the fact that she will take off i, I will uh, tell what i feel about this but i don't think at that moment it's uh, it's fear but it's i don't want to go this, to this man or i have to move or I have to go with him and you know sleep with him, whatever whatever it is. So she just knew she doesn't want to go with him, and she said, "Yeah, if I take it off, perhaps he will not recognize me." It's more about I take my decision in my hands, my free will. It's not more scaredness. It's I take my destiny in my hands, and so it's coming the moment when she's taking it off. It's it's it means that I will not let you do this. And this is taking off. It means we are not accepting, we as a woman are not accepting the traditions with the domination of men, that the, the woman need the consent. You know, all this stuff which is in the hijab. And I wanted when she is doing this, that it should be an invitation of all the women around the world. So I told my actress, Neva, Neva watch in the lens of the camera. Because if you watch in the lens of the camera, you're watching the audience. If you watch the audience, you are inviting everybody to follow what you are doing. So that was the basic uh, work I did with her in that moment. And and again, your work was absolutely brilliant in filming this uh, short film and, and a very, very powerful story. For all of my viewers out there and even the listeners, what is the penalty for an Iranian woman to take off her hijab in public death death in the in the in the worst case death in the in the best case is uh how you call it? when you when they uh yeah they the, take your back off and they put uh, yes the whipping you call it? whipping and it depends uh, you can get 50 100 150 and so on and so on so till your back is bleeding but uh, this is the best case. The worst case, you, you're disappearing. <laughs> so. La ladies and gentlemen, if you live in Europe, if you live in America, uh, you need to be a very appreciative of the freedom that you have. There are countries on our planet that still, um, and Cyrus, you can correct me here, but still live in the dark ages and yeah, so bringing fear upon the people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I want to contradict you. Okay, please. Yeah, because that's... I worked in this script with uh, my French uh, script doctor. He said, perhaps it's not that brutal uh, here, but it's existing. So it's better in this movie that we incorporate that the, that the harm, which is to the woman, it's also existing abroad. For this, actually, that's why we put all these posters around uh, the airport all these uh, commercials of selling what are our society selling bags but how are we selling these bags by using the naked leg of a woman how are we uh, selling the pizza by using the mouth of the woman how are we selling the champagne by using the decote so yes we are using misusing the sexuality of a woman to sell things and behind these smiles they have these beautiful smiles if you go closer to them Perhaps you see that they are not so happy that they let you think. 
And that's the last shot of the movie. We are coming to a publicity for shampoo. We are going close to this girl, which is looking so beautiful and so happy. But we are very, very close. We are a bit frightened with her because she's not happy. She's frightened. Yes, and uh, with the last shot of the of the film, you explain that uh, in a way that I did not see that, and and it is true. Uh, again, a very powerful film, and I was kind of wondering uh, on the way that you did fi uh, film this. How did you arrange to find an empty airport terminal in Luxembourg? So we came in the evening late, <laughs> so it already less uh, less people. And uh, it, was, uh, it was very important to have big spaces because the bigger the spaces are surrounded by this happy woman on the wall and so on, the, the more we show the loneliness of the girl. So that's why I use also this uh, anamorphic lens to, to have more, uh, more big spaces because, as I said, the more, the more the space is big, the more we feel the loneliness of the girl. And it's the only reason. And you did that very, very well. Now, is this the first uh, film that you have been nominated for an Oscar? Uh, yes. Uh, with Sportartist, we, we end up in the first round. And you have, and how many times have you been Oscar shortlisted? The first time. Really? Wow. This, what an incredible honor. And uh, are, are you going to be uh, flying to... Uh, to the Oscars this year to uh, hopefully yes, we, to see yes, it in person. We yeah, we have. To, yeah, if if you are there, I would be glad to meet you in person. Also, yeah, but I have to come there and to to be uh, behind the movie. Yeah. Well, it is a fabulous film, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The Red Suitcase by Cyrus Neshvat is a very, again, a very powerful, very moving, uh, very emotionally. Uh, engaging film uh, and it's amazing Cyrus that uh, this film comes out at the exact same time as the Iranian uprising are you surprised by the coincidence yeah I was I was quite surprised yeah and uh, and uh, and somehow also happy because before I was telling look I have it all in me and nobody knows this, you know. And and when you uh, you are somehow reveal, relieved when you see that everybody knows, you feel more re relieved, you know, that you say, okay, it's not just in me now, and everybody knows about it. And you feel you feel better that because you, you know the whole Europe, the whole world has this empathy now for Iran, you know. Yes, and uh, are you are you um, are you surprised by the support uh, outside of Iran for the Iranian people? Uh, you know, when uh, when uh, when a move, when a woman dies, and uh, and uh, it's been said around how brutal this girl in Iran, because the beginning of uh, of this uh, dying girl, uh, she was just killed because her hijab went till here, so a few hair came out. They brought her in the police and they hit her, you know, to punish her, and she died because she was just nineteen. So the most important thing is that this news came out because if this news is not coming out, I mean, nobody, because nobody will talk about this. So it's uh, forgotten. And that was my stuff that I wanted to do a movie to say, look, it's happening. Yeah. But when, when, when some people talk about this, it's coming out. The world is not cruel. The world are empathic people and they hear about what happened to this girl. So slowly everybody's against it. 
because the world are full of good people. And when all these people hear it, they will not stay there and say, it's not my problem. No, they all began, not just Iranian, all the European, American, everywhere the people has this empathy, came out and fought for it. And that's very beautiful because that shows that this world is keeping together in the diversity. Yeah, amen, amen to that, Cyrus. And uh, we are definitely standing in agreement with the Iranian people to rise up. And you said earlier, it is the young people. It's, They're no longer afraid because they understand that it's time. And uh, and we and we support them. We support yeah. them. Now, tell us about especially the, yeah, the, go ahead. The, 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 the Iranian people and especially the Iranian women, because they have the less rights. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, tell us about this uh, feature film that you're working on called The Shelter. Yeah, so I didn't want to talk about The Shelter, but I have another one which uh, is also there. It's actually the logline is about uh, a six-year-old boy who is leaving the Iranian revolution with the mother, and they find shelter in uh, Luxembourg in a camp. And in this camp, this boy meets an old woman from Russia who also shelter in this camp. And it's about their friendship. And it's really interesting because these two, they don't speak the same language and how they find the way to communicate. And it's really interesting for me to bring, bring this out because it's bringing a lot of things out when, when people cannot talk with the language, which, so also, is... I, oh, sorry, no, go which ahead. also I, which also I used also in the, in the red suitcase that we don't have so many dialogues, but we can say a lot of things without dialogues. So, and that's very interesting between these two characters in this uh, future movie, which we are writing right now. And that is something that I noticed in the film, The Red Suitcase, there was not a whole lot of dialogue, but because of your camera work telling the story, uh, we still, as a viewer, felt the incredible emotion throughout yeah. that film. So again, in, your work is brilliant. Yeah, but in usual life, people are not so much talking. It's happening in different things than talking. That was the first reason. But the second reason is that she cannot talk the language. If she talks, nobody will understand. So, and then, and what is more, uh, more uh, interesting even, that she cannot talk in a country, Luxembourg, where they speak several languages. You know, this uh, paroxysm about all this. Wow. So, so what is next for Cyrus Neshvad? I uh, book my ticket and I come to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck at the Academy Awards and uh, we will be cheering you on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and Cyrus, let me ask you something. Where can uh, everyone see the film The Red Suitcase? Sorry, what? Where can everyone watch The Red Suitcase? But for the voters, it's on the Academy uh, platform. And for everybody who's interested, if, if he can go through you, I, I can send the link and uh, with the password. So uh, even people who are not voter, uh, they can watch it. Because I said the most important for me is the visibility, that people can feel this. So whoever is interested, if he's going through you and you can just forward me the image, I will send the link with a password. And it uh, would be honor for me that people would be interested to watch it. Well, I know that they will be interested once they see this interview, because again, you have created a very powerful moving film. Ladies and gentlemen, Cyrus Neshvad with The Red Suitcase, nominated for an Academy Award. 
at this year's Oscar. Uh, again, thank you for so much, so much for sharing us uh, with your time and, uh, and your film. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned because we will be right back with more. پشت کوها یه سبوره پشت دشتا یه تلایی پشت سهرا های خالی خونه ماست اون بر آب اون بر موجای بیتا پشت جنگل های زربه 